0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio. MGN Radio. The best show on Block Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hi and welcome to MGN Radio. I am your host, Miss Tossi, and today is October eleventh. It's Tuesday and it's 10 PM Eastern and we are broadcasting live. On this amazing day, I'm super, super excited. I want to say hello to all our guests that are listening now or listen to the podcast later. Thank you for joining us. If you don't know about MGM Radio, we are the number one show on Blog Talk Radio. We interview authors, celebrities, business women, and men that are doing great things. And for those of you who might not know, um, I'm one of the co-founders of Harium Vegan Hair Care, as well as several other businesses. Okay, so I'm so excited to have Lakeisha Martin on our show. Um, This is going to be an amazing, amazing show because first, it's having to do with a topic that's near to my heart, which is the beauty industry. And then second, I think it's going to help a lot of people that are interested in owning a business. And I just can't wait to talk to Lakeisha. And as everybody knows, we always do our fabulous podcast introduction of our guests. But before we do that, you know we got to pay some bills. And I did want to take a second to talk about the election, okay? All I'm going to say is I think today ended a lot of um, the voting registrations across different states, Um, Make sure that you register the vote if it's not too late. Make sure you take part of the democratic process. Make sure you vote. This election is very important. The stakes are so high, and if you've been following the debate like me, I have, then you know that, you know, this country, (laughs) I want to say this country is in a mess, but, you know, we have a ways to go. So just make sure you vote, okay? Now, without further introduction, Um, I'm going to pay some bills and we'll be right back with Lakeisha Martin and her, and the intro, I got to do the introduction. So I'll be right back in two seconds. Thanks. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com.
1: Lipo7.com injections are compounded in the USA using only the highest quality materials. All of their nutritional compounds have been carefully formulated by doctors and an experienced compounding pharmacist and then tested for efficacy and safety. Go to their website now to order Lipo B12, HCG, and other weight loss injections. Lipo7.com. L-I-P-O, the number 7.com. Lipo7.com.
0: All right, thank you for joining in. You're listening to our podcast. And today we have a special guest, Lakeisha Martin. Now, she is the owner of Paleo Natural, and it's a black-owned hair and beauty supply store in New Britain, Connecticut, which sells a variety of products, like Hair Yum, vegan hair care, as well as makeup, accessories, hair beauty supplies, extensions, braiding hair, wigs, ponytail clips, everything, you know. Um, I'm excited because Lakeisha is um, a fellow um, educational professional, a teacher, as well as she owns a beauty salon, so that is a lot. Um, She grew up in her aunt's hair salon, and everyone in her family does hair, and she's always been fascinated by hair and the way it makes people feel and look. Like I said, she has a background in education, and it's very useful because a great deal of her time is spent educating clients, okay? Now, how did she start this business? I love this story, and she's going to probably tell us more. But basically, um, a local beauty um, supply store was going out of business, and she stepped in. I'm going to get to some of the details on that. She wants to expand her business and, you know, open up, other beauty stores across the country, and um, one of the things I wanted to note, and I said that I said it in some of the posting that we did for our promos, is the hair industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and Black women comprise ninety percent of the market as consumers, but on less than one percent of the business businesses. So I'm so excited to talk to a true business owner, Lakeisha Martin. Without further ado, let me connect her. Let me, we're going to collect her on the line and get started. Okay. Hi, Lakeisha.
1: How are you doing?
0: I am amazing. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, yay. <laughs> now, we are got to get started. Now, I, I was giving you a fabulous introduction. Now, just tell us in your words about your background and how you got to be the owner of a beauty
1: supply store. Okay, let me see where I start. So, um, as you mentioned before, um, I'm a teacher. Um, I've been teaching for over 14 years. Um, I would say about, like, five years ago, um, I decided to, you know, go on a natural path and stop putting perm in my hair, and I, was, I became really interested in um, hair products. I've always been interested in hair because, like I said, I've grown up around hair and doing hair and hair salon and everything, so... Um, I wanted to get into um, a business that or initially what I wanted to do was um get into care products because I'd went natural. At the time there wasn't that many products on the market, there was just a few and um and I just saw it as an excellent opportunity to, you know, get into and um I, the name Palo Natural that's how to name of my store Palo Natural. That's how you pronounce it. Um <laughs> I, I initially was gonna be the name of a product line, but um, I did research, and once I realized that, you know, it, it was it was a lot more than just formulating a product. You had to, you know, find a market to market it and distribute it, and I realized that um, I wasn't in that place at that moment, so I kind of lost momentum and, you know, just kind of took a break and then just started to try to think of different, you know, what, what else I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something with hair, but I wasn't exactly sure what that was going to be. And then um, – this opportunity presented itself. Um, the woman that I told you about, she she had a beauty supply store, and she went out of business. And I had already been a customers of her, and she was black owned, and and it kind of just came all together, and that's kind of how I got into the business.
0: Now, I know people probably are are listening, and um, it sounds very, like, simple, but I know it takes a lot of work. I noticed your accent. So tell people where you are. Before we get into the business side, tell (laughs) people, like, where you're from,
1: your cultural background. Okay. Well, um, I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. Um, Both of my parents, my whole family is Jamaican. So my mom and my dad are Jamaican, but I grew up here. But, you know, of course, when you grow up in a household and your parents are Jamaican, you... Pick up, you know, the accent, the language, the culture, and that's probably what you what you hear in my accent. <laughs>
0: Yay! Shout out to all our Jamaican listeners. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So, Lakeisha, now you you're a teacher, and mm-hmm. um, you 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 said it comes into play with your business. Yes. Yeah. How so? With owning a beauty business, does a teacher kind of being a teacher come into play? Can you share how that? that
1: works? Well, I think um, the temperament that's required to be a teacher and some of your personality traits, like, I mean, as a teacher, I'm a special ed teacher, actually. So as you can imagine, it it requires a great deal of patience. Um, You have to have good listening skills. You have to have good um, people skills to be able to interact with other people and social skills. And a lot of times people coming in, you you know, they have a lot of questions about hair products. Sometimes it's their first time ever using a product or let's say they're wearing a, you know, they want to wear a wig or they want to wear weave. They don't really understand the process. They don't really understand anything about the hair. So there's a lot of education that's involved and people really, um, you know, trust you for what the advice that you're giving them. So that, those skills that I use, you know, my day-to-day job in a classroom transcends into my business. And um, it also helps build a rapport with my customers. I have customers that come in, and some of them I even forgot, like, you know, advice that I've given them previously. And they're like, oh, you know, that castor oil that you told me to use is working miracles, and thank you, and, you know, what else do you think I should do with my hair? So um, it's it's a very valuable skill set, you know, when you have a you know, especially this kind of a business, but in a business in general. Wow, that is very interesting.
0: Now, in terms of, like you said, hey, there was a local shop, and they came uh-huh. to you. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, what a great opportunity. But let's get into <laughs> the nuts and the bolts about this. Because mm-hmm. it's not as easy as it seems. You had to get no, your money. Not. Could you talk about, like <laughs> yeah. like, the money that you spent? you know, mm-hmm. whether any credit was used, like what can, if somebody's sitting at home and like, wow, I want to do this too, like just give a ballpark. You don't have to get really specific, but just ballparks of the money mm. that was spent to actually become the owner of this um, beauty supply store in Connecticut. Okay. And, well,
1: um, and I'm not sure this would be a typical situation because like I said, I bought a, a pre-existing business. If you were to start a store from scratch, it would probably be a lot more, but um the initial investment, I had to, first of all, um, when, I, when she came for the opportunity, I wasn't necessarily prepared because, you know, I would spoken to her. I knew she was going to business, but I didn't know, like, I hadn't, you know, once so I actually sat down and thought about, like, okay, how, where am I going to get this money from? It was a different story. But I pretty, pretty much had to use personal savings. I had to take out loans. Um, I had to, you know, use some credit cards. I would say initially, just to get started, I mean, her, you know, of course, her, her, Sales price and just the price to to restock the store because she had the previous um, going out of business sales so the store was pretty you know it was bare bones. I would say probably about fifty to seventy thousand just to start it, and then in, you know of course you always have to replenish your your product. So it's not like you know maybe some other kind of business where you just have that initial investment and then you know you could kind of sit back. <laughs> with a retail store, you always have to be buying things or your products are going to, you know, sell off and your hair probably you have to, and you, you have to be stocked and it's very hard. And you know, the whole thing is you don't want to come in. You don't want people to come in too many times and you don't have, you know, what they need. And of course, you know, we're, we're smaller compared to other, you know, hair stores in the industry, you know, and, um, you know, so it's hard to have everything, but I try to have, you know, the basics of what people want so that way they can return. And, um, you know, that's pretty much, you know, how I've been surviving.
0: Wow, you know, mm-hmm. fifty to seventy-five k, girls and boys, get your money, get your coins. <laughs> it's not, it's not like a five thousand dollar business, which, which is yeah. fine, you know. Like you said, at least people know, you know, because again, you have a brick mm-hmm. and mortar. It's not like an online yes. business. Do you, yes. do you find that you like that, like? what What would you say is kind of like okay, after you get the money right, you get the seventy five a uh-huh. hundred you get your loans from sister brother, cousin. What uh-huh. would you say is something else that you wish you kind of had had known before uh-huh. you you delve into this business that maybe you can share with our listeners
1: Well, I think I was naive in a lot of ways, like um you know normally you know when you're going to buy a business from someone you know they have to show you the books and they kind of give you ideas of you know how much profit the business makes and you know to a an uh, um experienced or inexperienced person um you know when we saw the books we're like oh okay this is a no brainer the, the store is located in a plaza so it's next to a um a major supermarket and there's like a liquor store and a dollar store so it's in a plaza so it's, it has a, it's in a good location and you know when we saw the numbers on the paper, we're like, oh, "Okay, great, this works." Like, you know, we're gonna be rolling the dough. But what you didn't realize is that, <laughs> you know, for every <laughs> for every dollar made, there's probably like two dollars that you have to put back into that business to keep it going. So you're not if you if you if you're looking for a business that you're gonna turn an immediate profit in, uh, this is this wouldn't be the business for you. Um, it also goes on um, highs and lows, um, your holidays. So for example, like actually, Halloween was one of the best. Sales days of the year because everybody's coming in with wait. So you have like, I would say like, um, you know your, um, Halloween is a is a good back to school, um, time. That's a good time when sales go up. Um, tax season time. That that's a good time when sales go up. The summertime, like July, um, June, July, and let's say August, are not the you know the best because people go on vacation. So it has um peaks and and valleys, um, you know with your sales and. Um, it, it's not. I mean, f- for the most part, like you're gonna see steady progression, but it's not gonna be like a big sky. You know, like a big like zoom, and so it, it just doesn't work like that. So you really have to kind of you know know what your threshold is, know what how much your, what your time limit is, and when you're expecting to get a you know a return. Um, we've been in business for about a year and a half now, roughly. So we're still you know pretty new, but I know that you know overall, I mean, it's rewarding and you know i have a lot of fun but it's a lot of hard work and like i said if this is if you're looking for something that's going to going to get like a quick you know get rich quick this is not it <laughs> Not at all.
0: <laughs> this is this is not. It's hard because when because we, we all have local beauty supply stores, right, all uh-huh. over the U.S. And I always tell people support your local uh-huh. beauty supply stores, please. You know they're the heart yeah. and in the heartbeat of the industry. You know, but it's yep. hard work. So if you're looking for a get-rich scheme, you know, it might not, yep. it might not be it. But there is profit to be made.
1: The yeah, the I mean, store. the hair you can't really you can't really lose. Like, I mean, people are always going to do their hair from all economic backgrounds. Um, or oh, the first of the month that's also a great time. Um, you know, in a business, <laughs> that's what most people get. So, um, but another thing I could say, you know, to add on to when you're a black-owned beauty supply store, it's it's even more yes. of a challenge because you have to understand that um the whole hair industry is pretty much dominated you know, by um, Asians, and they kind of have their, they have their, you know, system in place. So you're kind of the newcomer. Um, I was lucky in that I did get it from a pre-existing owner. So a lot of her accounts and her previous relationships, I was able to inherit. But starting from scratch, it's going to be very difficult to, you have to get accounts with these people because you need their product. This, This is what your customers want. And, um you know, a lot of times you have to build a relationship, and sometimes you got to come out of pocket. You don't, you know, you can get credit with some of these companies. That's good because then that can, you know, extend your spending for the month. But it it takes, you know, time to build those relationships. So it's definitely more challenging for when you are black owned because you know you're not in the you're not in the loop <laughs> as as they are. And I yes, love hearing from
0: a from from mm-hmm. your side of things. Because, you know, being that we have a hair brand, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, we get into stores, da, da, da. But it's good to hear from the distributor side or the beauty side because y'all uh-huh. have your challenges. And like yes. you said, the part about making the your money last, little things like that, or making uh-huh. sure your inventory is stocked. So when customers come in and ask for Hair Yum or whoever, you make sure you have it. So that is really, really good. Now, one thing that always amazes me, Lakeisha, and I want to get your thoughts on this. We uh-huh. talked about it earlier. Most of our, I would say most of our accounts for hair, Asia, it's Asian men that I deal with most times. Uh-huh. I was so happy uh-huh. when I dealt with you and your professionalism. But why? <laughs> Thank you. It is, I mean, black women spend millions on hair, weave, extend... Why do you think it is that so many black... I can count probably on my... And I don't know them all, so let me not say, but uh-huh. I know it's it's a few number of black-owned, especially women-owned beauty supply uh-huh. stores. Why do you think that is? And what can be done, being that you're in the uh-huh. business to kind of help change that? Because we spend some money on hair. We,
1: yes, we, we do. I mean, I mean we if we were to stop some money buying hair for a day, we would lock down the industry. We would do major damage, Just put it that of way. Course. But, um, of course. But I think... Pretty much, um, all of the manufacturers are Asian. The, um, most of the major distri- distrib- distributors are Asian. Most of the stores are so they kind of have a network in place, and it's just easier for them if if an Asian person. I mean, Asian per, mostly. I'm going to say Korean because that's who I mostly deal. With, but I know there's other you know ethnic groups that are in there. And if they yeah. started, you know, mm-hmm. their you know their companies come in, they help them out, and they start it up. And we just don't have the benefit of those relationships, and that's just the that's just the reality of it. And it's also expensive to start. So, if you can start a store and you can have, you know, let's say you have um, a manufacturer like, okay, we're going to put these on, your, I mean, we'll put these products on your mm-hmm. shelf and, you know, you get six months to pay that back, then that's going to help you. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have that, then you got to come out of your pocket and buy all of those things to stock your store. So, it makes it that much difficult. And, um, you know, and, um, financial resources—that's—that's that's definitely, I would say, the major um, hindrance to start ha- to having people start businesses, and also, um, you know, where a lot of us are islands amongst ourselves. We, we start a hair store, so we don't even know that there's, you know, somebody. I, I'm actually a, a member of um, Babza, which is a—it's um, a network for Black-owned beauty supplies um, stores. So I've met some other fellow people across the country that has. Um, that they own you know, beauty supply stores, and it's such a great resource because the, prior to that, I was just, like, an island. Like, I didn't know, you know, I just thought I was, like, the only one. I mean, I knew there was some out there, somewhere out there, in, you know, in the world, but I just didn't know who they were. So it's a good resource for, like, we share a lot of ideas. Um, we help order for each other because, you know, like I said, getting an account, you can't have every account, and it's expensive to, to try to start to have an account with, you know, most, like, every single hairline out there. So we actually help each other out. So, like, for example, if I have an account with one company, I can help order for, you know, a, a fellow store, and they can do the same for me. So we kind of work together. We kind of have, like, a network among ourselves so we can, you know, try to be, um, you know, what's the word, sustainable in this in this market because it is it is a lot of competition, you know. So yeah, I would it's say a lot that's of competition. one of the – Yeah, it is. But um, the fact that we are black-owned, you know, that does um, evoke pride in a lot of our customers. A lot of people, you know, they feel good knowing that they're shopping and spending their dollars at a black-owned beauty supply store. So that's one thing in in our favor. But it is hard um, to try to keep up, you know, with a lot of the major. We just don't have the resources. I mean, eventually I'm hoping that my business will expand. I'm also interested in helping other people start businesses, I mean, I have to say the lady that I bought the business from, she really was help, instrumental in helping me because if she just – let's just say I bought it and she just left, I wouldn't have been able to – it would have been hard for me. So I would like to also share some of that other knowledge with other people so that way they can get up and started, and that's how we can have more you know, stores and there will be more of us and capture more of this market.
0: Exactly, exactly. We're chatting live with Lakeisha Martin. She is the owner of Paleo Natural. I love it with the E. And it's in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, now, um, Lakeisha, you said it's the owner, the previous owner, basically she retired, right? Um, yeah,
1: she had been doing it for like 27 shared, years.
0: Wow, she is a resource. Yeah. So she shared Here some she things was. with you. Um, uh-huh. She shared some things with you. Out of the things that she shared... Um, Can we talk about inventory? Because I know a lot of people always wonder when they go in a beauty supply store, what makes you pick a certain brand and keep that brand Mm -hmm. in your store? And Mm -hmm. when you said it's hard to get accounts, can you just explain Mm -hmm. a little
1: bit about that? Okay. All right. So um, I'll start with the product line. So typically, um, well, Sometimes if, if you um, are working with a shiver, they can actually give you a suggested list of all the things you should carry in your store. So they can say, "Okay, oh, well, these are the most popular products, and this is what, we, you know, this is what you should have." Um, so you can start off from that. Um, I was fortunate enough to, because I inherited the business, I kind of just took over the product that she had always been selling because, you know, those are the, the products that her customers were used to seeing in there, and a lot of her customers became my customers because we're in the same location. So. Um, I you know those are the products that I started with, but then I also um, I I order for customers. So when customers come in, they're looking for a product, you know, I order for them if I'm able to get it. And also I'm also like online looking at products myself. I'm a user of products as well, and things that I know that are um, you know new or that are in demand, I also put in my store. So that's one way that you know I kind of make a decision about what products to keep in my store. And then um accounts are pretty much your major hairline. So, you know, if you think about any hair company or let's say brand of weave that somebody would have or a brand of braids, that's that's an account. And um typically most of them are like if let's say you were gonna um I don't know, I'm just trying to think of one off the top of my head. Say sensational. Okay, you wanna use you want sensational hair and um you know, you wanna start an account with them, you have to usually spend a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time and then after a while they will extend credit to you. But initially until that credit comes, you have to pay cash. So if you do an order and it's three thousand dollars, you have to pay three thousand dollars right then and there. And as you can imagine that could be difficult for a store that's starting, you know, up to come up with that money all the time. And you may need that those products very frequently. So when you have after you build a certain business relationship with that company, they'll usually extend you credit. And I could range between 30 days to let's say 60 days or maybe even 90 days, some even six months. So mm. obviously the farther you can get that account, I mean, you can stretch that out the better it is for you because that means that, um, you know, you have a longer period of time to repay that. And then also you have to remember that hair doesn't sell right away. You know, you might have, um, let's say you buy like 10 packs a weave, it might take you three months to sell at 10 packs a weave. So that's just something to consider, right. you know, how long it's going to sit on your shelf. But I try to get products that are, like, in demand. Um, You know, I, I don't have I – mean, my, my store is a it's, – it's on a smaller side size. So, like, I don't have a lot of space for things to sit down. So I try to get things that I know are going to go. I don't, you know, like things to sit down. Um, I know some, some beauty supply stores, they have tons and tons of products. But then again, sometimes you're not really sure how long it's sitting on those shelves. And – that's something to yeah. consider, you know, yeah. shelf life. And, and pretty much they're not taking them off the shelf, so you're buying it and it could have been there like for three years. So, um, you know, yep. one, out of necessity, I don't over-order. And two, you know, just because I like things to go. I don't like things to sit on my shelf. So as they go, they replenish, And products are pretty much ordered in my store every week.
0: Wow. That is, that mm-hmm. is great. I love it. I love it. You're hearing it live. From a real, true boss, beauty boss, <laughs> hair boss, LaKeisha. Now, we talked about um, capital and, and, you know, how do you market your business? Um, what mm-hmm. are some ways? I know your business was different because, like you said, you're in a plaza,
1: already yeah.
0: own. but still, I would think mm-hmm. that you still want to get the word out. The more foot traffic, yeah, I the do. better.
1: Do you... Yeah, and I, and I still need to market more. I think that's one of my weaker areas is marketing. But um, right now, um, I would say social media, um, Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Even having some of the product, like, like, for example, your product, you know, people can see it online. They'll come into my store after seeing it online, you know, because you're advertising your products out right there. That's one way I'm getting people in. Um, flyers, um, when I started the business and even, you know, periodically just distributing um, flyers. I also have had some events at my store where, like, some of the um, products that I sell, You know, a representative will come and do events to kind of educate people on their products. I've done that, and that's been successful. And then um, we also offer um, express styling at my store. So it's not really a hairdresser, but we do have a chair, and I do have a stylist that comes in um, by appointment. And we do non-chemical styles. So we do, like, crochets, braids, weaves, like, those type of styles. And that's also bringing people into my store because, you know, they can come in, get their hair done, and also buy the hair while they're there. So, um, that's another, you know, avenue. Yeah. And that's a little different. No one's really doing that. And, um, you know, it's just another way to bring people into my store and it's a service to my customers. So, um, you know, I definitely, I'm looking forward to, you know, going into radio and doing some ads on my local station. Um, that's something that's in the works. I'm also working on my website, um, which it's still a work in progress. I I want to launch that, and you know it'll just be a, a you know way for people who um you know to expand my products to outside my local region, and also people who do live in my region, but let's say you know they just don't want to come in the store, or they don't want to um you know they want to ensure that their product will be there. They can just order something. They can either have it, it picked up at the store, or you know let you know have it delivered to their house. So those are just some things services that I'm offering. But I definitely want to strengthen you know my marketing. So. I do plan on doing some more um, research on, you know, how to effectively use um, Instagram and other social media to, to market more. Yeah, no, wow.
0: This show always flies by. We've got like less than 10 minutes. I, do. I have so many questions mm-hmm. to ask, but I <laughs> did want to get into, um, yeah, and again, quick shout out. Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. Y'all know everybody who follows us. It's an amazing conference. We're going to talk about everything, the beauty of business. Mm-hmm. April 2017. Make sure you check out Dare to Aspire on Instagram and um, you'll get all the details about the conference. So Hopefully, Lakeisha, you will be there live I'm, for this really I'm amazing definitely conference. I'm looking forward
1: to going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, so Lakeisha, How, because this is very important, the mistakes Mm -hmm. that you've made, right, as a businesswoman, da-da-da, is what, I guess, is one that you can share, just a simple mistake, um, Mm -hmm. and the lesson that you learned
1: from that mistake? Okay. Okay. Um, I think overall the biggest mistake was (laughs) underestimating the financial commitment that... Was going to be involved, so um, I've I've had to put a lot of personal things that I was going to, you know, that I had planned, um, financial things that I was going to have to do on hold, just because, you know, I mean, not to stretch myself too thin, because I mean, like, like I said, it's kind of like a um, like a hungry like lion, you have to keep feeding it, and you know, it requires money to constantly put into the business, so. That would be something that I really – I wish, like, I mean, like I said, I was a little naive. Like, you know, I, I was just excited to, oh, I'm going to start a hair store and not really understand 100%, like, the financial commitment. And it, not even financial, but even personal commitment. Like, it takes you away from a lot. So there's a lot of things that I'm not able to do because, you know, I have to be in, inside of my business. So that's – I would say that's one mistake. And – um. This underestimating the financial return. But, you know, like I told you before, um, this is not a get rich quick scheme. So it's gonna take some time before I really realize, you know, and I would say get back everything I put in. It's gonna take take, because they, they always mm. say what two to some two to five years or something like that for um return two to on five investment. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So for yeah. this type of business. Don't definitely, even think cause... about Yeah. <laughs> and I was
0: gonna say, don't even think about return. Mm-hmm. Two to five years. I mean, that's just how it goes, you know? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so don't beat yourself up. The money will come. The money will definitely mm-hmm. come. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now how do you balance being how do you balance working a full time job as a teacher sure and then owning a beauty supply store? Can you please
1: share? Because share? being a teacher is a I would say by the skin job. of my teeth. Um <laughs> Well, I just I had to learn how to prioritize. So um, basically, I have to do. I try to like, you know, do what I have to do first. You know, um, you know, I, of course, you want to be competent on your job, and you want to make sure that you're doing what you have to do at work. So, like at work, I try to really like manage my time well. I don't really like my lunches. I don't really, you know, unfortunately, I don't socialize with other peer, um, you know, teachers there. I, I use that time to get stuff done because I know like when I leave, I can't do anything at home, so I have to get everything done at work. So I don't really chit-chat. I do what I have to do, um, and and I just have to stick with whatever I have to stick with without, you know, robbing from the commitment from my students. So I do that, and then when I go home, when I leave, I know, okay, it's home time or it's shop time. If I'm at home, I try to get whatever I have to get done with my kids or, you know, at home in-house. And then when I'm at the store, I try to – focus on what I have to get done in the store. And um, during the summer, it's a little better because, you know, it's, it's easier because I'm not, um, you know, I'm off. I'm a teacher. So I can really focus on the store. And this summer I really tried to, I tried to, like, get big projects that was kind of being, um, you know, pushed aside or, um, you know, postponed because I was at school. I tried to get those things done um, while, you know, during the summer where I had the time. And, um, you know, when I am in the store, I just try to, like, you know, take care of what has to be taken care of so that's kind of how it is I really do you know I'm hoping one day eventually to you know be completely in the store um you know I'll still be involved with students in some kind of capacity it may not be a full-time teacher but maybe you know some kind of a mentor or something like that but you know eventually I would like to be 100% in the store because you know your your business benefits when you're there 100% you know by far but you know I just kind of It's just a matter of just trying to manage everything as best as I can and making sure that, you know, I'm there, like my kids, you know, like making sure that I'm there to do their homework and I'm, you know, there to spend time with them and making sure they're on top of what they have to do. And, you know, so this is really about prioritizing.
0: Prioritization, yes. I love it. I love your honesty because I know there's so many you know, young, you know, African-American women and men that might be listening that are like, wow, I really want to do this, and mm-hmm. I don't know how, and da-da-da, so listening to you. Now, before we go, because we've got just like less than five minutes, share your um, your beauty um, shop exact location. I know I've mentioned it throughout New Britain, Connecticut, but mm-hmm. give the exact address and how okay. people can reach you on Instagram or social media.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so, we're located at 166 Columbus Boulevard, and that's New Britain, Connecticut, 06051. And um, I'm on Facebook. Um, if you just type in Palo Natural, um, you will see. Actually, our logo is like a girl with a big afro, and <laughs> the right it is in purple, but we're on Facebook. And then um, if you go to Instagram, I'm at Payload Nat1, and that's P E L O N A T, and then the number one and um, you know right now and then if you actually if you follow me on social media you'll see when we will get our website we'll get our website up soon we're working on it and then you can you know see some of our products that we offer but um, that's how you can get oh we also by phone it's on air code 860-223-1874 if you want to get in touch with us by phone and sometimes people call in and you know, ask questions, and I, I have a lot of phone calls all the time. We're <laughs> already making appointments to hear here oh, or, wow. or something, so you can definitely call us by what,
0: phone. What, wow, what What would you say is the most asked question when people call into your beauty, your beauty supply store? Like, do you know um, what, what, what time people, do you close? like, what's the most? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it. Wow. And they want to come now, last minutes, we
1: pe- a little later, yeah.
0: Oh, you do? Wow. In terms yeah. of the what the future holds for you, and mm-hmm. I know you, you mentioned you want to open up beauties. Can you share, like, some of your, like, when you think big, your vision
1: for um, the shop as well as what you mm-hmm. want to do in the future? Okay. Well, one thing I would like to do eventually, um, I mean, right now we are located in the plaza, and, you know, it's a nice location, but I would like to own my own building because, I think to really maximize your potential, you kind of want, if you can own your own building and not pay rent to someone else, that's even better for you. And I would like to have a hair salon on one side of the building and then the hair store attached. So then that way, you know, people can, mm. or the will be there and then they can get the hair done. So that's that's like a large. Nice. Um, and then maybe having like, you know, my website going full blast and I have like a distribution center somewhere inside of that that building so I can, you know, use that to ship out my stuff. So that would be, you know, in my perfect world where I would be in the next, you know, couple of years.
0: Wow, I love it. I think that's a great concept. I know somebody mm-hmm. listening right now is like, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Now let me ask you about your, are you close to New York City? Like um, your area, New Britain, Connecticut, do you find there are a lot of, you know, um, African-Americans well, around? Definitely.
1: Um okay. Mhm. Okay, well, um no, go so ahead. New Britain, New Britain is in Hartford County. Hartford is about 15 minutes. That's the capital. So, at Hartford is um very diverse. I would say we have there's a lot of um you know, I would say a strong strong um West Indian community there. Um a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of African Americans. There is also large Hispanic population um in Hartford. Mm. New Britain is is very diverse. I would say it's primarily Hispanic. You have a lot of Polish. Um, I think it's like the largest population of Polish in this country. But there's a, there's a good amount of um um African American spillover from because a lot of people are moving out of the city and coming. New Britain is a smaller city. So they're coming to New because the cost of living is a little cheaper. And then as far as um and we're also at about like what half hour to forty minutes from New Haven, Connecticut, which is another major city. Um that's where Yale University mm. is, if you ever heard of Yale.
0: So yeah. we're we're yeah. you know of So course. we're like in
1: between those two major cities. And then um New York, I would say we're about mm, maybe an hour ten minutes from the Bronx. And about like two hours Oh, that's not bad. Maybe in some change from Manhattan. So we're not that far. You could jump on um you could I I mean I don't I usually just drive, I'm going to New York, but we're about two hours from New York. We're about an hour forty five minutes from Boston. So and we're not that far from Rhode Island. So we're we're in a good location, um, you know, between we're in a very um, good location. Yeah. Yep, so we're not I mean, you know, we're in a, you could get to wherever within two hours' time, let's put it that way.
0: Wow. Love it. Love it. Paleo natural. And, of course, you can find Harium Vegan Products. On the shelves, so please go in. Yes you can. And, and ask for Hairyum. <laughs> ask for Hairyum. Lakeisha, <laughs> is there anything, as we round up this interview, first of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you're very busy. Uh-huh. So thank you for joining us on MGM Radio. Is there anything else you want to share, any words of wisdom or advice before we sound off?
1: Um, I would just say that, you know, if anyone has, you know, if you have a dream um, of something, especially if you want to do something in the you know, hair, busy or Open Beauty Supply store is definitely attainable. I think, you know, with some research and, you know, just trying to remain positive and have positive people around you, you know, you can put your mind to it. You can definitely accomplish it.
0: I love it. I love it. So please check out, again, Paleo Natural, New Britain, Connecticut. We've um, posted there. um, We've tagged her on, on our pages. So you can click the you know on Instagram, you can see it actually connect to her page. But I love this beauty shops, and you know, much success to you and your future you. endeavors.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having Lakeisha. me, LaKeisha.
0: Thank. Oh, you are welcome. A lot of fun thank, you. You. <laughs> thank you. Yay! I love it. I love it. Wow! So that rounds up another podcast. Again, beauty supply ownership with LaKeisha Martin. Such an amazing, informative interview, and I love the fact that she kept it real and answered all the questions. We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about clean eating with an amazing celebrity chef. So, again, stay tuned to MGN Radio, and thank you, and have a good night. Bye.